Hi, this is Billy Sands. When I want to spice up my barbecue, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions broadcast show. Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Chase in the end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions! That's it, packs the bag, starts the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, Rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who haven't scored since 1958. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 192. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, The Riz, filling in for Case. How you doing, man? My pants are still off from my Ohio Bobcats winning the first Go Bowl, so I am floating on cloud nine, baby. Congrats, dude. Congrats to you and the Bobcats. It's uh, it's been a it's a really big, really big program, storied program. So it's probably <laughs> just something you just take in stride, right? It, it's such a great. It really is, honestly, a big deal for us. We have won consecutive bowl games for the first time in history. Uh, we we did not go to a bowl game between 1972 and 1998. I think it was. Ooh, uh, yeah. Same record Michigan uh, State had around then. Oh yeah! So it, <laughs> Sorry, it, it, really, it really is a big deal for us, and it was it was a really cool night to watch watch us shut out San Diego State. Uh, it, was, it was fantastic. So I'm, I'm 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 floating around, and and it's it, the one of the best things. A lot of people here in Michigan finally realized that Ohio and Ohio State are not the same thing, which really makes me happy. Yeah, Ohio's got a good program. Um, all right. <laughs> At least, you know, we got something we can be happy about this time of the year when football. We're going to talk about a couple things in today's show. The Bills game. We're going to give an update on the Detroit Lions podcast, Fantasy League. We're going to do some talk about Pro Bowl. We'll look ahead to the Vikings. We've got a whole lot more. It's a great show lined up. Violently ill case isn't here. We got the Riz. You ready to go, man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Guam. Oh, very nice. Of course, our very first donor, Mathis. He's uh, he's every year at the party. He's he's always first to everything. He's awesome. Brian B. from I Prevail. New album coming soon. Brian B. is the man. He's really cool. Uh, fun stuff coming in. He is going to be on the show. We're going to do some stuff with him. Don't worry about that. You can join the Patreon crew, DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on the Patreon link or go to Patreon.com slash DetroitLionsPodcast. It's Patreon.com slash DetroitLionsPodcast and sign up. You get access to the Slack chat, which is the most intelligent Lions chat you're going to find anywhere. You get access to the pre-show show. And we got a little place on the website for hidden Patreon-only content. There's a little bit of funny stuff trying to get set up. There was some coding issues there, which I have since resolved because I'm a master of all trades. And uh, so if you join the Patreon crew, you get access to all that great stuff. And you can have a lot of fun with all the folks that help the show. And you can help drive us forward. we got a announcement we're working on uh, putting something together. We've got 
something really, really big coming, and uh, we could use you guys' help on that. So, Also, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and on Twitter, gotta be active on Twitter. Everybody loves us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, 10 inches of the very best place to see Riz with no pants. That's right. It's not talking about your, your screen size, right? You get the, the iPhone plus. Of course. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you find us. Give us those five star reviews. Let everyone know how much you love the show. And of course, we love your constructive criticism, too. We take it. We take it right there in the subreddit. Just let us know. That's the best place to get it to us. And, and you can see as we get those things, we, we react and we change to make this the community show. Give us a call on Skype. Detroit Lions podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions podcast. Or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And, well, it wasn't fun or it was exciting. It wasn't really. The Bills game. Let's just start there. The Bills game. We really Okay, so one thing I've noticed, and I I don't think it's wrong, but anytime we've lost a game, there's been... um, Somebody pilloried, somebody just just torched by the media, by you know the subreddit, by Twitter, wherever. And one man was saved. His name was Matt Prater. He was not destroyed. He's built up a lot of credibility with his fan base, hasn't he? That he can miss a a, a, a kick that could he have won the lost. game. He lost the game. I'm not going to blame the the bot extra point on him. That was on Don Mulebach, right, who right. hasn't won many games either. But uh, that that field goal. It was never. It was never good. He pushed it right away, right off the bat. He admitted it too in his. He did a post game press conference. He stood up and said, "You know, I, I thought there might be a little bit more wind, but honestly, I pushed it further right than I wanted to." Anyways, he hits that field goal. The Lions win. Yeah, yeah. It didn't happen. Does he deserve the hate and and death threats of the the Lions fan base that anyone who forces a loss in this team uh, usually receives? You know, it's weird that he doesn't get any of that, isn't it? Now, there were a lot of people who were still blaming Stafford. Apparently, Stafford's not a very good kicker either. <laughs> he also apparently doesn't play cornerback very well, any better than Mike Ford does. <laughs> facing crossing routes across the field that, that are wide open enough that Josh Allen, of all people, can yeah, it's um, <laughs> You're making some great points there, Riz, but I think you're... Oh, wait. Are you, are you being passive-aggressive? <laughs> uh, just, just maybe. Just maybe. I, oh, my God. I, uh, so... So this game was, was tough because the first half, especially, I thought was Matthew Stafford's best half in a long time. And I think we saw from Kenny Galladay what we have all been dying to see, a guy who can step up and prove that he can be a number one target in a game without a lot of help around him. With no help. Levine, Toy Lolo, and Andy Jones, if you want to consider that. I mean, Andy Jones, congratulations for him for getting his his first touchdown pass. That was cool. Yeah, that was nice. Um, and he, he did play better this week than he did uh, in the last couple of weeks when he got ragdolled as a blocker. But, you know, it's essentially Stafford throwing to Galladay. That's that's your offense right now. Yeah. You're yeah. passing off. It's- and Galladay looked great, and he did it. Bill's, Bill's pass defense, they're legit. They uh, they are a top five across the board in, in, in pass defense. Can, can, is there something between you and the mic? It's a little like muffly. 
Really? No, it should be oh, good. There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, man, they had pressure on Stafford. It seems like constantly. And and interestingly, I mean, I don't know how to how to how to say this and and have it make sense. It seemed like the Bills were able to put tons and tons of pressure on there. Yet we handled the pressure relatively well um by not giving up a whole ton of sacks you know what i mean um a lot of pressure a lot of a lot of collapsing around around stafford but we didn't give up a whole boat ton of sacks like we typically would with that kind of just destroy destructive kind of defense like i feel like if it was the vikings stafford would have been getting picked up off the ground 153 times well, we get them next. So that's, I, I, that's the fun part. No, but it seems like so. It, it, it felt like the kind of pressure we get from the you Vikings, know, but we handled it. I guess that's what I'm. What I'm. Where I'm. Where well, my head's at. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, some some of the fact that that we did well with it. I thought Theo Riddick was very good in in picking up blitzes. I thought he did a great job in pass yeah. protection. Yep. Zenner did a pretty good job. Actually, Legarrette Blunt had a few nice reps in it too. Yeah. I I thought that the tight ends, Toei Lolo and Wilson, both did decent jobs. I you know there was. And and staff Stafford deserves some credit. He was a little bit more spry than he had been, and I thought we saw him. You know, even though he was questionable Back, with the bat, yeah. I, I thought he moved around pretty well. Uh, there was a couple but, times he threw the ball that it didn't have the Stafford zip. Like I, I thought there was noticeably. Yeah less zip on the ball when he was throwing it and I just attributed it straight to his back but you're right he would he moved around pretty and and when he did go down uh one time when he took it in the leg it's like wow if my back hurt and I went down like he did and of course I'm a little couple years older than he is I'm not sure I'm getting up man <laughs> but he's like ah my leg and he hops off I'm like what the hell this yeah, guy I mean, is they, tough they, as they shit. had to do treatment on his left knee they had to do treatment he was bleeding from his hand after their first drive the guy <laughs> took a um, but kept on. He he played. Uh, honestly, I thought it was his best game since at least uh, before Thanksgiving. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably longer than that. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had a good game from him. So I, I forget when the last one was. Yeah, yeah, it, it has. But he was terrible at corner. Um, he just oh. <laughs> when when he wore Mike Ford's jersey, I swear to God, man, I was ready to go out and execute him. If I was Mike Ford, I'd be mad that he did that with my name on his back. Well, it was it was. Oh my God. It, for everybody who complains about T's Tabor being slow, Mike Ford is proof that you can be fast and still suck. That <laughs> <laughs> runs a four three eight, and he can't cover anybody. Yeah, well, there's that, more to life than being fast. <laughs> that was an unexpected loss. I really, I really thought that we were gonna we were gonna beat the Bills, but um, the Bills definitely came to play. And um, our our offense again, right? I mean, you see it in the subreddit, you see it on Twitter. Everybody's just like, "What's up with JBC? What what's the word here? <laughs> Why aren't we firing him yet? He's the problem." I and you look. We we talked about this before. You look at Cleveland and uh, Baker Mayfield. The change and, and when you change the coordinator, how much of a a change it could be. What's the thinking on not making God see the play caller right now? You got nothing to lose. At least try him out. The one thing I'll, I'll put my my thinking out there, and you can tell me I'm wrong or whatever, but um, I'm thinking that you don't want to give him false hope. Maybe he's going to stay in that position. Uh, you put him up to play to call plays and then say, okay, now we're going to hire somebody else. You, you leave him no option really kind of but to leave or to swallow a chunk of pride to take that position. That's That's the only thing that I can think of. That's an interesting thought. I hadn't I hadn't thought of that angle on it. That make, that makes some sense. Although I think honestly, I think the coaching business is so ruthless that I don't think that that you know. I, and a new I think, OC is probably going to replace him anyway, right? Right, and I think coaches 
have the expectation. They know that it's a short term. That they know they're not going to be in a city for forever unless they're Marvin Lewis, and even he <laughs> might be going finally. The, the, that that kind of job security and job stability, it's just not. You know, they don't expect it. Right. Uh, I don't think he expects to be back. I think it's one of those those where, although Cooter is apparently still somewhat delusional in thinking that he's going to keep his job, I don't know why or how. Maybe, maybe he's that detached from reality. Maybe that's part well, of this run, run path, three hard path of screen. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if that's your your high school playbook, the trying thing- to just run into the NFL, I'm, I'm telling you, that's uh, you could be pretty delusional at that point. I mean, I I actually did a piece on it for Lions Wire today on on Thursday. Matthew Stafford has the lowest air yards per attempt of any regular quarterback. Jeff Driscoll of Cincinnati is actually lower, but he doesn't have enough attempts to qualify for it. 4.9 yards in the air beyond the line of scrimmage is how far an average Stafford pass goes. Last year, it was six. So it's fallen off over a yard. Some of that is the fact that the wide receiving core isn't there, that Ebron isn't there. And I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about Ebron later since you brought up Pro Bowl. And <laughs> he might be going to the Pro Bowl. Uh, but it's, it's also a, a concerted effort on Cooter's part to make this a, an offense that's based around the short, quick passing game. What do you need when you have the short, quick passing game? You need guys who can get yak. Mm. you got Kenny Galladay. You've got theoretic is theoretically very good at that. You got rid of Golden Tate, who's probably the best in the league at Yak. He will certainly tell you he is. Um, when you're throwing thir- you know, three yards and four yards or right at the line of scrimmage on third down on your bubble screen, you want to be throwing to Golden Tate oh, because he's no. the one that'll get you the first down. You're not you don't want to throw to Anybody else on this team? <laughs> when it's third and nine and you're throwing a three-yard quick out to Levine Toy Lolo, your offense sucks. Oh, my God. What the I heck do not, is I don't care that? who the and, – and part of the problem here, and I understand why people would get on Stafford for this, but this for me is really why it's a Cooter problem more than it's a Stafford problem. What's Matthew <laughs> Stafford best at? Matthew Stafford is best at, at avoiding cooter problems. But also, it's not a staph infection. It's a cooter yeah, problem. That's, that's correct. Yes. Well done. You're quicker than me today. Kudos to you. Matthew Stafford is at his best throwing small window throws to targets down the field. That's, that's where he thrives. We saw some of that in the Buffalo game. That's not what Jim Bob Cooter's offense is whatsoever. You tailor your offense. This is basic coaching. Ask your best players to do what they do best as often as possible. Does that sound like something that Jim Bob Cooter does? It does Hell. sound like what we're doing on defense, but no. no yes, I see that yes it does sound like something we're, do- we're doing it very well on defense. And I thought the defense, I thought the way they played Josh Allen, making him throw the ball was the correct way to do it. They yeah. stopped the run. They did a very good job stopping the run. Yep, yep. And it wasn't just Jared Davis either. There was a lot of help there. I, I thought they did a great job. Oh, Jared Davis. Think about this. Ashawn, Jared Davis, how they've come up this year. It, and it's, you know, there's two things happening, I think, Riz. Number one, there's a, there's a scheme, right, of putting people in the right place to play to their strengths, which is what Terrell Austin didn't seem to want to do, right? But quick, <laughs> let's have Ziggy in coverage. Uh, so, oh. so, so you got that. Oh. <laughs> you got that going on scheme, schematically. But the other thing is, and I think it has to be going with it, you're seeing growth in the players themselves. And this is something I talked about where we haven't seen this 
in ages from our our coaching staff and our players. We 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 draft these guys, we bring them in at and they're a certain level of talent, and then we for a couple of years they never grow, they never do any better, and then we trade them off, and all of a sudden they flourish somewhere else, right? It feels like with Jared Davis is a great example how absolutely god awful he looked in the preseason versus this game against the Bills, the game before it. He has absolutely progressed light years ahead of where he was um, from game one of this before game one of the season. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Is this is this a signal of only scheme of only player development or is it both? Same with Ashawn in, in, in training camp. If you saw how Ashawn was compared to how he's been playing now, yeah, night and day. It really is. And another guy, Romeo Okwara, has progressed quite a bit since he's gotten here. Devon Kennard yes. has played better. He's been good all year. He's actually not as productive now as he was earlier in the year, but he's playing better all around football. Even a guy like Christian Jones, a guy who was a big disappointment for me personally, um, he's playing better football. He played great Sunday. Yeah. He, was, yeah. he, he did a very good job of, of containing that outside run that, that Buffalo likes to do. I thought, I thought he was, you know, the, they're showing progress. Yeah, that that's that's coaching. Whether it's Pasqualoni or Patricia, you got to give them credit for for encouraging and fostering the developmental curve of these guys. That's not something that Terrell Austin ever did. It's not something that Jim Schwartz did before him. Yep, uh, it, it, it's a very welcome change. It's unfortunately it's only happening on one side of the ball, but <laughs> well, other than. Let's talk about that. I'm gonna, we have a topic we're going to talk about in a little bit, but I want to I want to move it up right now. Um, somebody posted in the subreddit they had a list of offensive talent uh, that's flourishing away from Jim Bob Cooter and and Lions coaching uh, you know or, or all around. We'll just say um, we'll start out with Larry Warford, right? Going to the Pro Bowl with the Saints or Daddy, who said he would never play for who? Oh, that would be Ron Prince. <laughs> I've heard that from three different people who said, ah, don't say you heard it from me. <laughs> but it's no it's no secret. War Daddy did not like Ron Prince. He thought it was terrible. Right. And evidently, he was probably right. Yeah. Now, some of this, all, Warford was also not healthy and overweight in the end of his Lions career, too. So some of that impetus goes on him as well. And but. He's been better in New Orleans. And if you think of where what Detroit's done with the nutritionist, uh, they're spending real money on the nutritionist they have now. She's uh, really top shelf stuff. Sandman was telling me he did some research on her and is really impressed with who they brought in. Um, the, the weight room, the changes that Quinn's been making um, all address those exact kind of issues. Right. We had the same kind of thing with uh, with Fairley as well. It was, it was an issue. Some uh, some weight problems. Right. All right. We'll go to the next guy. Um, <laughs> Eric Ebron. Pro Bowler with the Colts. Um, this guy, man, he, this is it, it's it's kind of funny now because he's almost a meme, right? He's he's this divisive kind of thing for Lions I love fans. That he's in on it too. <laughs> yeah, he totally is. He's he's like a living meme. <laughs> he really, is. and he seems to like it. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely does. So interesting, right? Interesting. That he's he's essentially still the same guy, but they have lesser weapons around. They have T.Y. Hilton. That's that's it for their wide receiving core in Indianapolis. Andrew Luck is having a, a pretty darn good year. This is the first year of his career, by the way, where he's been better than Matthew Stafford, Yeah, interestingly enough. Um, and some of that has to do with, with Eric Ebron catching a lot of touchdown passes in the red zone. He still can't block. 
He still leads the league and drops amongst tight ends, but he's also making a lot more catches. So I can't stand hearing Andrew Luck talk. He just sounds like such a dope. Oh my god! <laughs> he, I don't know. I'm sure he's a nice guy and all that, and he's really smart. And he has to be to be an alpha quarterback. But God, all right, um, we'll move on. Lakin Tomlinson, we have significantly improved. Signed a three-year, eighteen million dollar extension with the 49ers. I, I you know, I'm going to say the 49ers are not the wisest GM'd team, right? That's, that's not. He has signed the contract. That's accurate. He is still the same player he was here. It's just that they were so freaking bad yep. and and hurt that he's an upgrade for what they had, being the same player that he was in Detroit. And they've prioritized a lot of other positions that they have to upgrade, evidently, and they're just paying him some money, right? Oh, yeah. They're they're picking first. Well, they're not picking first anymore because they won, but yeah. Uh, they're picking third. They're picking, they're picking early. Uh, <laughs> yeah. move on. Travis Swanson, 11th ranked center, according to PFF with the Dolphins. And PFF can be good. PFF can be bad. PFF is a, they've got a system and, and it's, it's at least quantifies you. It gives you something to work with, right? right? Versus nothing. And I, so. and I think the, the way you listen, the, the, the quantification and ordination of it, I think is, is fair. Whether you disagree or agree with their grading and their grading system, the fact that some guys do better than others in it, I think, is indicative in general of, of the level of play. Well put. I don't, I, don't, I don't think their number one guy is going to be number 30 in other people's systems. You right. know, you don't. Yep. Uh, so he was good his last year in Detroit before he got the concussion problem. So he's essentially become just gotten healthy and become the same player that he used to be. I don't, I'm not sure that he got better. I think he got healthier. Yeah. Um, and Miami fans, by the way, will tell you that he's not that good. They yep. are they are still looking for an upgrade at center. I'm worried about the poor guy, man. I just don't want to see him take another headshot. I just yeah. I, he loves the game, right? And you, you got to be tough to be an offensive lineman, especially a center. But I, at some point, you got to say, boy, is this is this going to be worth it? Just what we know about CTE. Yeah, the so same on. thing with, with TJ Lang applies to him. Yeah, yeah. Please walk away. I mean, God bless somebody who's still trying to do it. But consider the fact that you're, he's, what, 28, 20, 29 years old? Yeah. One more and could be. I, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Waddle, re-signed by the Patriots as a potential left tackle. I, I always like Adrian Waddle. I liked him. He was, he's always he's a fun Twitter Ellie's follow, a, his girl. He's a good yeah. dude. Yeah. He really is. Always been a, a wonderful stand-up guy who's always tried very, very hard. And... uh I'm happy for him. He has gotten better since he left. Yep. He's not great, but he's he's been a better football player for the Patriots than he was in Detroit. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we have here Riley Reef, PFF's highest rated offensive lineman for the Vikings this season and also <laughs> rated slightly higher even than Taylor Decker. So uh, that's an interesting, right? This is one of those methodology ones versus, you know, at least it's quantified. Um <sighs> He's so a great he, right tackle, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's playing left tackle. That's, and, and keep in mind, you know, being the highest rated Viking, that's, you know, sort of like being the least skanky hoe at the whorehouse. I Woo! Mean, that, that's a rough group up there. <laughs> and, and who's doing those rankings? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Not, not me. <laughs> Not always. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, Amir well, Abdullah is out there too. As uh, we'll see how, where where he, he goes. Doesn't, but he doesn't do a lot. He didn't do a lot here either. No, no. <laughs> 
So there you go. Um, you can take it or leave it. And, you know, your thoughts on, on I, how these guys are doing away from JBC. I think it's just more of like a perception. Um, and some of this is from the same mouth breathers who bring you that Matthew Stafford is, is pure evil and needs to be waterboarded um, because he's that bad and stealing the Ford's money. And Martha needs to die and sell the team to Dan Gilbert, who, by the way, is a complete flaming idiot as an owner. But never mind. And he's the only person who can afford the team, by the way. So don't get your hopes up too high. Uh, not, not to diverge topics here. What about the Dodge brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Those ads are great, by the way. I, I the Dodge brothers might be kind of fun to watch owning a football team. They'd be out partying with the, with the players. It could get a little bit wild. But. That'd be fun. I could yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, whether you're driving a Ford or Dodge Chevy doesn't matter. You want to wear your team's colors. You want to support your team's colors. You want to support your team. Uh, whether it's high school, college, or pros. Hey, hey if, you, if you want an Ohio Bobcats black jersey, you know where to go get it. That's You right. go to Fanatics. But you don't just go straight to Fanatics. No, no. You're smarter than that. You go to the link that's on the page at the Detroit Lions podcast. You click on it. It's easy. It's it, it, The black ones, by the way, they're fantastic. Even though our school colors are green and white. Just like Michigan State, exact same colors. We wear the black. We win. Nice. Get it? Rep- represent Bobcat Nation, but do it, do it through Detroit Lions podcast. Don't just go to Fanatics. Help Chris out. Chris is a great guy. Think of all that he gives for you. You can give back a little to him. Wow, look at you, Riz. Thanks, brother. I've never, I've never had someone step up and do that for me. Wow, man, you're all right. There you go. <laughs> all right, that case, that case guy will never do that. No, he's violently ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> we miss you, Case. Get well soon, buddy. <laughs> Uh, with every bullet so far, we miss him. All right, let's uh, we'll keep going now from there. Thanks for that great read. Um, we'll talk about a little bit here. Um, I guess I'll do the fantasy football first. Uh, it's been a pretty crazy season. I'm going to tell you, Riz, do you have a team anywhere that you're playing in fantasy? Uh, I was eliminated in the first round by my son. Um, <laughs> and then uh, so then we did the consolation bracket. And last week, I, f- I forgot to do my lineup. So I had Austin Eckler in the lineup and he got zero. And I had the Chargers defense and they got me one. And I think I want to get and, and Drew Brees was my quarterback. Michael Thomas was my wide receiver. So so my first two picks this year, to, not to go super long on this. My first pick was Le'Veon Bell. I picked number one overall. My second, my second pick was Rob Gronkowski, who's been out of the lineup for like half the year. So I was 4-0 and because I had Carlos Hyde early in the year. I milked the crap out of him. I didn't win a game after week four. Wow. That's <laughs> rough. Man, that's funny. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. My, my wife almost picked him. And uh, I said, no, do not do it. And she argued with me. Argued with me. Finally, she picked up Zeke Elliott. And to this day. I ask her, how's Le'Veon doing this year? Shut up. <laughs> my, I was going to pick Zeke Elliott, and if I would have, I would have won because the yeah. person who third wound up getting Zeke Elliott, and he's going to win the league. Yep. Oh, man. Well, the Detroit Lions podcast leagues are coming, coming dangerously close to an end. We have some stuff. I'll tell you, it's been a really weird year for fantasy with uh, – just the way some of these injuries and stuff have happened. My dynasty league, in which I'm normally just I kill it all year, get to the first round of the playoffs, and, I'm, and then no one shows up, and I'm eliminated. Um, I, I didn't even make the – I was in the consolation bracket from the beginning. It just was terrible. No. It sucked. Um, so I was in two leagues in the, the, in the champions grouping in the, the Detroit Lions podcast league. I missed the first draft, so it was an auto-drafted team. I'm like – Oh, oh, no. oh, come on. So I drafted the other team in the other one. 
my my auto drafted team is in the top four playing for in the money for this week. Yes. <laughs> The team I go. Didn't, didn't even make the champions bracket. <laughs> it was consolation all the way. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. So top four. Uh, my team is one of the teams, the Spermicidal Maniacs. Uh, also trust the beard, fear itself, and Kuderific. It's the uh, Champions League. Uh, three of those four people are going to win some money. We'll see how that plays out this week. In the um, we have two standard leagues, four players in the in the top. Now we have what we have is two uh, leagues, and uh, the top two in each league are playing this week. And then how they play, uh, the winner of each league um, will be first and second. Whoever got the highest points is first. Whoever got the, the second highest, is right? Second. Yeah. And then Makes the sense. next highest of the the two losers is the third place winner. So that's the way it works. Standard one and two, sexual chocolate and keep calm and carry on are in there with the Avengers and Trumping Cooter playing against them for the top four. Um, in the next, that's standards one and two. Standards three and four, we've got I love Zach Zenner, top seed. How about that? Uh, the Fuzzy Cubs, Booty Hole Troll, and Team to Be Named Later. All going for it. Lastly, the Beginners League, Barry's Big Balls and Masturbation are playing for the. The big win in the beginners league. So. Masturbation. That's a good team name. I haven't heard that one before. Masturbation. Yep. I like that. So um I do have to say, um, I was six seed with my auto drafted team, and this has got to hurt a little more. Sorry, but um I beat Martha's Vineyard last week absolutely unexpectedly. Before it started, I had like a twenty four percent chance of winning. <laughs> and on Monday night it all fell apart for him. <laughs> And uh, knocked out. He was a top seed. He he totally deserved to be here and win it. But that's that's my bad. That's the breaks. <laughs> that's fantasy football. That's that he's living my season right now. So my standard season. All right, there it is. That's fantasy football. Let's talk about the real draft. Um, we know. Oh, yeah. The Lions right now are playing for the draft. Um, they're not going to lose. They're not going to tank on purpose. It's just not what professionals do, right? I, we, laugh, we laugh at the idea, oh, well, we're playing for pride. It's like, oh, let's forget about it. Let's just play for it. Like, but they don't do that. And and I wouldn't expect them to, and I wouldn't want them to, because when that happens, you get something like you see at the Pro Bowl, and we'll talk about that later, too. But so we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, we will. Um, we, got a, we got a team here um, that's playing it out. I want to ask you a couple questions, Riz, and we'll just start this very simple kind of look at it. Um where do you think the Lions are going to wind up drafting? And then I'm going to say, not a range where if you, and we know you can be wrong here. That's okay. We're not going to, we're not going to waterboard you if you get this wrong. Where do you think they're going to wind up drafting? I think they will pick sixth overall. All right. And at sixth, you're, you're Bob Quinn. Who is your pick? Who's your one guy at number six that you see that you want to pick today? And that may change. I get it. There's combat. It might change. It could change. We got senior bowl. We'll talk about that. A lot of things coming, but who's your guy right now today? If I had a turn in the card today, I would take Josh Allen from Kentucky, an outside linebacker, pass rusher, the SEC defensive player of the year over all those Alabama guys, over all those LSU and Georgia guys. He was the best one. He is an impact, dynamic, dominant pass rusher. Um, He is not Von Miller, uh, but that will be a comparison you will hear a lot of. And if he's anywhere close to being Von Miller, think about what he can do for this defense. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a significant upgrade. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he would be he is the best pass rusher of guys who don't play with a hand in the dirt. And that's you know, Ed Oliver's there, Nick Bosa. Um, those guys are different. Uh 
Cleveland Farrell, he's much twitchier than him. So I, I'm, I'm all about that. I, I subscribe to the, you, you take your list of basic needs. I think we all know what the needs are for this team. And you take the best guy available at the positions where those are, are there. And that would be Josh Allen. If, if he's there, you, you, you take him. You, you can build a dominant defense with him and what you've got. Think about how much better he makes the secondary behind him because they, they will get pressure and the opposing quarterback won't have the 30th most amount of time to throw, the, which is you know the, the lack of pressure right now is a big problem. That's one of the reasons why Mike Ford looks so bad in coverage. One of the reasons why Nevin Lawson gets abused all the time is because the opposing quarterback has over three seconds to throw the ball. Get Josh Allen on the defense. That ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I like. I like your thinking here, and it's uh, it's a, a real strong pick. Now, this evaluation process to get there to make sure that he's he's really the guy. There's a lot to happen between now and then. There's start out with the Shrine Game and Senior Bowl and Combine. All these things leading up. Let's start at the Shrine Game. Um, I've I've gotten free tickets from a friend who works for the Shrine, who who, who lives out here. I'm still work, waiting on my press credentials notification. Oh, and then I got another vector. I got a friend who works for the NFL Network that I'm trying to get in. Last week, she's the one that got me the sweet tickets up there that we we, we met up for that for us. Um, yes, yes, we did. So <laughs> I've got three vectors in. Am I at least going to be at the game, right? So it's, it's a good start. Right. Um, you, I know, are going to be there. You're, you're, you're Mr. High and Tight. You got your, uh, your credentials already. You're going to be rolling in there. I did. Right? Yes, I never missed the Shrine game. That's, that's my favorite week of the year because it's, it's primarily the day three guys and the priority free agents. And that tends to be where I, as a draft Nick, I pride myself on knowing those guys better than just about anybody else. And I'll take my record on, on finding the, the keepers from those and finding the guys who were overrated from the, that realm of the draft against anyone. That's right. And uh, I, I love going there. The other part of it, if you ever get a chance to go, and Chris, you'll, you'll experience it if you go to the practices, you can stand next to the players on the sidelines. You can talk to the coaches on the sidelines while they're involved in the practices. You can ask them questions. You can interact with the players a little bit. You can't get excessive with it. But it's a great way to really see who understands football and who is a piece of meat. And I, 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 I really enjoy that. I, I, I learned so much about what teams are thinking and what they're looking for by talking to the, the scouts along the sideline. Cause at the senior bowl, it, it, it's so big. It's so regimented. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's much more formal. Yeah. Uh, this is much more informal. Um, I, I have, I've gone to breakfast at IHOP uh, across the street from the trade winds hotel in beautiful St. Pete beach. Not a plug. Um, but, uh, and I, I sat down next to two Denver Broncos scouts and they told me essentially who they were going to draft that year, what they were looking for. I got drunk with some Minnesota Vikings folks. Uh, that was three, three, yeah, it was three years ago. Um, and they told me, um, exactly who they were going to take, who they were interested in taking, um, what they thought about certain players and everything they told me was true. So it, I, I love it. It's the it's the best time for me to pump people for information. Interesting, very interesting. I just had a quick IHOP story. My boy, when he was seven, we were driving by one. He says, "I hope these pancakes don't make me sick." <laughs> <laughs> From the mouths of babes. Yeah, it was hilarious. But uh, no, you're you're absolutely right. So Shrine Game, and this is this is why I'm going to the school of Riz, the Shrine Game. These uh, these day three folks to see uh, how you're how you learn from the Riz. Have the the Jedi mentor help me. Hey, help me that, that's where I got to know Zach Zenner. <laughs> very nice. It was very nice. Uh, okay, so from there we're uh, we're flying up to the Senior Bowl. You and we me, are going. Buddy. 
we us we are we are going together to the senior bowl that'll be fun we almost shared a room but i decided that for your for your safety i should probably get my own <laughs> you never know what's going to happen there i uh, i eat a tremendous amount of smoothie king and uh wind up drinking a lot of other things too yeah you, you bring your own little pint to pour into the smoothie king and next thing you know hey it's a pina colada so uh, I'm, st- I'm still wondering how i got mustard on my hat a couple years ago i haven't ever figured that mystery out <laughs> Going to the Senior Bowl. I got my press creds for that, so we're in for real. We'll get to do the, uh, we'll see. Well, like, what what was the tweet? Uh, it would be uh, men in their underwear parading by, like, cattle oh, the at an auction. And that's the just us. Is the, <laughs> oh, it's, it's the most surreal experience every year. I, this, this will be my 10th. Um, I missed last year, but I've been to the nine before that. Uh, I, I, and I did miss it. But the, the weigh-in is, it's so crazy watching these guys get weighed and getting their hands measured like up on a stage <laughs> and people it's a room of there's probably a th- close to a thousand people there it's all men there are maybe three women in there and dudes are like taking notes and like you know hey how does pax man you know oh he's got he's got back here oh <laughs> Oh my God! He didn't just get out of the pool. You know, there's, there's all that all that kind of conversation is going on, but it, it's trying to be quiet. It's like a final situation. You're like the SAT, and everybody's like Try jumping not to laugh. It's it's <laughs> it's one of the weirdest experiences you will ever have. So I'm I'm glad that I will get to share that with you because it's it's fun and and it's also it's it's somewhat educational too because you can see if you spy on certain teams and the Lions have done a pretty good job about being, you know, straightforward on this, but like um, I'll, I'll use the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when, when Lovey Smith was their coach, it was really easy to tell when they got excited about a guy who walked up on the stage and when they didn't give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is good. This is, we're going to be super prepared for the draft this year. We'll have all kinds of great stuff for you guys out of, out of that. Um, I will have, I guarantee there's going to be, I'm going to be channeling my inner Marshawn Lynch. I'm going to, there's going to be the line for me. I'm just here for the peanut butter cups. <laughs> Oh, you can get us freebies, baby, as many as you want. I don't. I happen to not like peanut butter, so it's it's a little bit of a rough week for me. But I'll live. You are you're, you've really gotten offensive, Riz. Don't like peanut butter. My goodness. All right, so yeah, we'll have a great draft coverage. We got uh, our number one pick as of today from Riz. We'll we'll start digging in on that. Look, it's time to start thinking about the draft, and uh, that's that's really the only outcome from the season that we have so far. If, if JBC's there, um, there's some guys that are kind of probably borderline that'll get a chance. We'll be able to see how they play, whether they stay or go. But, um, I mean, off the top of your head, anyone here playing for a job next year that you can think of Riz? Oh, like in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to watch Tyrell Crosby. I want to, I want to make sure that that Tracy Walker is indeed the heir apparent for Glover Quinn. Um, whether Glover comes back or not for his the last year on his contract, I think I'd, I'd be happy to have him back, but I don't want him starting. Right. And I think this is a chance for Walker to prove that he belongs. Joe Dahl at fullback has played well. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's found a role. Um, if you can use your your eighth active offensive lineman as a fullback, that's value um, for your for your active roster. So I, I think he's worth watching. You know, Mike Ford, God bless him. Uh, <laughs> who sucks less, Mike Ford or Tease Tabor? Discuss amongst yourselves. That's Ooh. that's where I'm at with that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough decision. Um, one last thing on the Senior Bowl. Uh, there's a possibility the Lions coaches might be coaching at the Senior Bowl. 
So, uh, yes, there is. And I would, I would welcome that. Yeah. And uh, I was there the last time that they did that one, Jim Schwartz, it was his, uh, second year. It was the year that they wound up getting, uh, it was 2010 and 2011. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, that was fun. One, one way that was, that's the first time I ever met Jim Schwartz and I got to spend a little bit of time with him, but it was also really informative to see how they coached players and how they treated players um, that they knew that they weren't going to ever be considered drafting yeah. yet. They still had to go out and be professional about it. It was, it was eye opening for that. And I've seen, you know, I've covered the Browns when, when they've had their staff there. Uh, I missed the Texans last year, unfortunately when they did it um, or two years ago, but it, it, those, those things, it's an invaluable experience for those guys to figure out, not only who they want, but also who they don't want. It's also a great time for them to get more information from agents of the players that are on their teams. And that is, that is extra bonus times. Talking with the agents is never a bad thing. Right, 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 right. So there you go. All right, a lot of good stuff. Uh, let's move on. Quick programming note. We're still trying to uh, hook up with somebody or somebody who knows somebody who has a Lions uh, party bus that we could borrow for a video shoot. We're doing something with Dean Blandino. Um, Riz, you have some of the details, right? We're not, we're not giving anything away. But Yes, uh, you've told me what's going to happen, <laughs> and I cannot wait to see it and to be somewhat involved in it, too. It's pretty sweet. It's national. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely going to be national. Um, check it, please. Anyone, you, we, this is a, a key part of it. We're going to need your help. So uh, anyone that knows anyone, you go to the game, you see somebody with one of those Lions buses, just just say, hey, is, is can we get your contact info, your Twitter or Facebook or something? We can contact you, and uh, and we, we can do the talking. But um, no no wear and tear, no damage. We just uh, need a little help for a couple shots. So there you go. Um, we'll move on. Pro Bowl. Woo! The Pro Bowl, man, oh. probably the most exciting and important game of the year. The game in which the elite talents of the league show exactly why they are considered elite. This is this is the hardest hits. You're going to see uh, just some amazing plays, some of the most intricate offensive and defensive schemes that you'll ever see in the game of football. Right, Riz? I'll take your word for it because I haven't watched it in probably 15 years. <laughs> I gotta go to and get a job in marketing. Uh, no, oh my this, god! This what a crap. what a freaking joke! My god, kill block. this freaking thing! They don't block, oh. they don't tackle. It's terrible to watch. If they're not the allowed to game, blitz, they're not allowed to play zone defense. That's it, oh. if this was the first game of football somebody saw, they would never watch the game again. Oh, so, never, no, never. So then. We have this thing where we have the Pro Bowl voting, right? Which in itself, I mean, you have players who's, you know, I was talking to Bryce Rossler on this. We were tweeting back and forth about it. And you made a good point. You know, some players have elevations in their contract if they get a Pro Bowl appearance and all that sort of thing. So it's important to these guys to get voted in. Let's start first with Lions who made the Pro Bowl. We've got uh, Darius Slay deserved, even though he had a down year. He's he's, he's a great cornerback. Uh, and then you have um, um, Nino. Diggs. Quandre Diggs, Diggs, baby. He made it as an alternate. Yeah. That's awesome. In his first year at a new position, that tells you what kind of football player he is. I, I, I've grown an immense amount of love and respect for Quandre this year. He's one of my favorite players on the team. Just the heart that he's got on the field all the time is, is just blows me away. I didn't, I didn't expect it. It kind of came out of nowhere for me because I didn't know him as well as maybe I should have. But uh, this year has been something really special from him. So it's great to see him get get the nod. Let's talk about somebody who didn't that 
to me seems seems just reprehensible and, and it's a snacks what the hell how did he not get in well some of it is the fact that the defensive tackle position in the nfc is freaking loaded yeah and and that that you know he's not better than aaron donald <laughs> just put that out of your head can you imagine him next all, to aaron donald oh my god oh oh, oh i'd never wear pants again oh my goodness although you, you you do have Aaron Donald next to uh, and Dama Kinsu, who we're pretty familiar with, and uh, Donald's still great. Sue not doing all that much. No, no. So so like there was like I know Bears fans are are pissed off that Akeem Hicks didn't get in. He's a worthy guy too. The the defensive line position is loaded yep. in the NFC. So that's that's why he didn't get in. He is certainly worthy of it, and he probably should be called a snub. But at the same time, if you look at the players who made it in over him. Yeah. Those guys were really, really good players. There's yeah. a lot of really good defensive linemen in the NFC. Yeah, yeah. Snacks is another one of those guys. He's so hard to hate. Now, I want to talk about somebody who made it. And you can tell me I'm wrong here. This maybe is just my 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 dislike, we'll say. Um, in the quarterback position, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers makes it after the year that he's had. I'm like, so let's talk about this with this voting. I mean, <laughs> really? So, really? So he got it. He didn't throw an interception forever. And I think that carry something with it. And if you look around the NFC, Cam Newton did not have a good year. He was down. Um, Matthew Stafford, who's been in the Pro Bowl before, did not have a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins has not had the year that I think a lot of people would have expected from him. Even some of the guys who were better, you know, has Russell Wilson had a great year? He had, he had a route and start to the season. Yeah, he did. Eli Manning did not have a good year. Yes, no. <laughs> Eli Manning. Sorry. Who, who are you going to put in there? Carson Wentz. No, he's hurt he, and, and wasn't very good. Uh, it, it, it was a weird year for quarterbacks in the NFC. Yeah. Okay. Fine, 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 fine. It's But I guess the point that I had, and and maybe, maybe it doesn't hold up here, but there's a lot of the voting is kind of dumb. And, oh, and it's certainly. It's, it's a popularity oh, contest. Yeah, if you're a fan, you're like, oh, oh, Aaron Rodgers. I see the name Aaron Rodgers. He's a pro bowler. Therefore, I vote for him. Right. It's not. It's not necessarily a worthy thing. It's like it's like I'll go back in baseball um, to when I used to follow baseball in the in the mid nineteen nineties. I was a huge Cleveland Indians fan, and we used to go to games all the time. And the one year, I think it was the ninety six year, like eight of the American League starters were Cleveland Indians. It wasn't because they all deserved to be be there, although a few of them did. It was just you know like everybody was like, oh my god. You know, let's vote for these guys because it was, you know, a big thing. And I think the Packers get that as well. Packers nation rallies very well around itself. They also will feed upon itself um, when, when do called for and that's happening. Uh, But uh, Rogers, I mean, you don't throw an interception. It was a 350 some passes that that is still pretty impressive, especially when he has exactly one wide receiver. So, Yeah, well, we'll just we'll settle on the fact that your friend actually weighed in on it on, on the voting process. He he said that it's the bullshit. So there you go. Oh my man, <laughs> my man. Oh yeah, that's uh, he weighed in. He let us know about it. So I always picture like a Central Asian man with a lot of back hair when I hear that. <laughs> the kind you could throw against Velcro and he'd stick. <laughs> yes, exactly. No offense to my Uzbek friends. 
Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's and and there's so many of them. I know you have a whole population of friends there. Uh, that's the game is garbage. The the voting is garbage. This whole Pro Bowl thing from top to bottom. Oh, it's such a waste of time. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Now can, I've got a I got a suggestion, and I want to see what you think Ooh, about. I am this. all ears for this. <laughs> Just kill it, right? The the game isn't fun to watch. It's it's nothing. Why not do some kind of like an award show or an awards program because it would certainly be a lot more interesting to watch than, than the game. And you could have like real voters, the Academy, right. Voting for <laughs> positions and the, and the players. So it's not a popularity contest and then do like the fan favorite per team or whatever, something like that. So you can still get the fans involved. You still have this opportunity for these guys to, to have this as an elevation piece in their contract to, to earn extra money or, or rewards or whatever, but you don't have the show show of this whole the way the voting is done and this game that's just an, an, an abysmal wreck to try to watch i'm for that doesn't the nhl do a really good award show at the i mean they have an all-star game and their all-star game is fairly entertaining yes, uh, yes. in part because there's no defense and you like offense and hockey yeah um and I, I I do remember some, I forget who it was, but somebody like laid out a big check in in a uh, in an NHL All Star game one time. It was like, oh my god! Um, I, I wish I wish somebody in the NFL would do that. Although I think Terrell Suggs did sack somebody once, um, and I, I think he might have gotten fined for that. <laughs> Don't touch me! Hey, this is not Stop. a football game. Stop. What are you doing? Oh, for God's sakes! Yeah, so yeah, get rid of that thing and replace it. Yeah. If you gotta have, you gotta have the, the something and and so on. I get it, but replace it. Repeat, replace it with something that, that's that's watchable because this is terrible as it is. Yeah. Uh, congrats to to Nino and uh, to Darius. Great job, Darius. Had some great family pictures that he he put up too. If you if you like Darius, if you look, I'll tell you. I want to be Darius Slay. And, and so, he's a he's an interesting cat, isn't he? Yeah, boy, what an amazing dude! What a life! What a charmed life he 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 lives. And I'm the, I'm not saying he didn't work for it, right? And he hasn't been through a lot of ups and downs. But God, what a what a place to be right now. He I hope he's he realizes how how great things are, and he's celebrating it because he he deserves it. And uh, you can't let those times go by. And then you know, twenty years on, say, man, those are great times. Enjoy them. Enjoy them in the moment, man. That's all I can tell you. Amen to that. Amen. All right, let's talk about uh, enjoying things. And, you know, it's gift-giving season, and uh, you want to buy stuff for yourself. You're going to get yourself some good gift cards, all that kind of stuff. When you get your stuff from Amazon, make sure to stop by DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Use the shop link or the Amazon link and take you straight to Amazon. It's 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 a little extra couple clicks on the keyboard, but it gets you there. No funny stuff. It just throws a cookie at Amazon. Says, "Hey, you know, Chris, Case, the Riz, all the good guys over there sent sent you, sent you here," and they give us a little kickback. Doesn't cost you any extra money. They just they give us a little money for for being the referrer to them, and uh, it it's a great way to help the show. You're gonna go buy some stuff. You, you know, you don't want to go into the the knuckleheadville that is the mall. None of us is as dumb as all of us. You don't want to be part of all of us. Stay home. Shop with no pants on. Get your stuff done. DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on that Amazon link and get yourself all your personal needs. Get your stuff. I got stuff going to my parents. Gift wrap ready to go. I didn't I didn't have to leave. I didn't even. 
I didn't put no pants on. I didn't have a shirt on. It was it was an abysmal oh, mess to look at. But I they wrapped the gifts for you. Yeah. They'll, they'll do. Oh, I, I'm the world's worst gift wrapper. So I, I might have to take advantage of that. I hate doing it. So there you go. DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on the Amazon link and help out the show by doing something you were going to do or you should have done anyway. There you go. All right. Um, there was some big news that, that hit this week about Matt Patricia. Uh, after the game, he was on the radio doing an interview with Lomas Brown, and uh, he dropped the f bomb on the radio. Ah! Um, this, oh, my virgin ears! <laughs> this is one that um, I think absolutely qualifies him for a guest on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's just—he's shown that he has the chops to be able to do a show like this one, right, Riz? We do work blue occasionally, don't we? <laughs> occasionally, occasionally. <laughs> That's the best part about this medium, though. The fact that you can. As you're, not, you're not tied to the FCC. You don't have them, except for net neutrality. Uh, you're not worried about all that stuff. So it's, 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 it's a great deal. So, um, this, I mean, this made headlines. A lot of people talked about it. Um, the first one I saw that tweeting about it was Jennifer Hammond, who I, who's a pretty good follow on Twitter. I like her a lot. I like Jennifer Hammond, too. She's, she's good at her job. Yeah, yeah. Which is the, the highest compliment I will pay somebody who's in, in the same field as me is that they're really good at it. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot of people in Detroit that are really good at it. She's one of them. She's, she's been around in Detroit a long time. Love love Jennifer Hammond from the, from the beginning. So she's the first one. I got to give her credit that I saw tweet it. But it's got a lot of made the rounds, a lot of talk, a lot of chitter chatter. Who cares, right? I mean, that's, that's where it lands. He's, he's ready for our show. That's all I, I can <laughs> You know, it's... I like that in the context of it, he was, he got excited. Uh, and I think that's something that a lot of Lions fans can relate to that. He wasn't just, you know, this, this automaton standing up there saying nothing in a lot of words, which is what he usually is. Yeah. He shows some passion. You the can passion tell Patricia. he, he was pissed off that they lost the effing game. Yep. And I think that's what we want out of our coaches. We want them to care. We want them to hate losing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and you talk about teams giving up and, and all that with this, here it is. Here's the emotion you're looking for out of out of a coach, a player. No one's given up, right? They're, and even though that they were, they made they miss the playoffs now. Of course they're mad, right? If they're not, then you're really worried about it. This was a great time for him to be mad. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it. And you know, hey, if they got to get fined on the radio, then that's what happens. That's a that's a cost of doing business, people. All right. Um, this is some big news, and I don't know that you knew this. Uh, I don't know that a lot of people have been talking about this, but. Uh, Detroit Lions former wide receiver Titus Young has been released from prison. Um, are we looking at a, a, a really? Ron LaFleur story here? Ron LaFleur. <laughs> wow. Now that's going back a few years. My goodness. He was one of my favorite Tigers growing up as a kid, man. I was, I was a little guy, but Ron LaFleur was awesome. Uh, see, I, re- I remember him from his Expos years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ron LaFleur, Steve Kemp. Steve Kemp was another big one I liked yeah. back then. But, wow. Yeah. Those, those were the old days. Jason Thompson moved in near us. So I was just a young lad riding my bike around. We rode our bike up to his house and knocked on his front door. He answered. We asked for an autograph. <laughs> Sweet, just as a kid, and he totally did it. One of the most generous, kindest, nicest. I would be like, like I, you know, anyone comes to my door, I'm like, oh, God, right? I don't want to talk to people. I, what a great guy! What an awesome, awesome dude. And and they were killer at Halloween. I'll tell you just straight up. Thompsons were, were good family. Good I'm people. not surprised by that. That's that's. <laughs> Those kind of stories are fun to hear. I like that. Yeah, yeah, especially for kids. Good people. So Titus yeah. Young, Titus Young is out. Um, he had a uh, a couple. You know, he, no contest so he, was the was yeah. the plea to beating up his neighbor with his fists and a metal object. <laughs> 
Right. And wasn't his father also involved somehow in that? Maybe I'm maybe I'm transposing him with someone else. Yeah, I don't there, there's, there's a series of disturbing incidents around Titus Young, enough where even like the people who make a living out of making fun of these people were like, this ain't funny anymore. Yeah. And, and the thing about it was he was serving time concurrently as part of a plea deal from a different assault that happened in Carlsbad. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do remember this now. Yeah. So. Um, it's I'm, I'm glad that he is well enough to get out and I hope that he never gets back in. You, yeah. you never want to see people. Um, he clearly had some mental deficiencies, mental illness. Yeah. Uh, and that is not funny. Uh, and m- my best to Titus Young. I hope yeah. I hope it works out for him this time. So he talks about it. Um, he, they, they had some excerpts from his prison diary. And um, he attributed his legal problems to having bipolar disorder and hearing voices. Uh, He said, having bipolar has pretty much torn down my life. It's been four years of fighting so many different behaviors. When I was first diagnosed, I didn't want to believe it because I felt my life was too perfect to have bipolar. Football players don't take medicine. I'm macho. Put me back on the field. But no, that's not what I needed. And then he also talked about uh, in his diary, thank God I have it all under control now. Uh, want to make this comeback to the league. Roger Goodell and the rest will understand that athletes are not exempt to mental illness. We have to live with these differences for the rest of our life. So sounds like he wants to make a comeback. Um, it's going to be a tough one, right? That, it's gonna that's gonna, to he's been over. out for a while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe Plenty time to work out though. You know, he, <laughs> this, he, on, on all honesty, he would be a great candidate for the XFL or the AAF uh, oh, to, yeah. to get his feet back on. I, I, and I, I would support him if he, he tried it. Um, I, I, I think the odds are probably against him. And God bless him for speaking out and, and you know, being open about what's what's plagued him. Um, uh, but, yeah. He's 29. It's, it's he doesn't have a whole lot of miles on him. I mean, he could probably get three or four years. Um, of of good solid play still, and I mean he could have he could have stayed in shape in prison. You never know. I mean, there's a lot of time to hit the hit the weights That's out true. there. So true. very true. We'll see. I uh, hope the best for him. I mean, look, yep. you look at what happened, and like you said, it wasn't funny, right? And what and and you look at it and you say, wow, it's it's actually kind of heartbreaking to see a guy with so much talent and so much opportunity to have it torn away because of something out of his control like that. That was this. Yeah. I'll give so you a quick se- senior bowl story about him. He was at the senior bowl. And one of the first things that stood out about him was that he narrated his routes as he was running them. He's like, he's like breaking, breaking, breaking left. And he would do it. And and the defensive back still couldn't cover him. It was, it was really strange. Like that kind of, that kind of endeared me to him. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, really quick. Also got to talk about, Peter Von Panda, youtube.com slash Peter Von Panda. Um, it's still that gift giving season. If you have a tough person to buy for, he's got reviews of every single piece of thing that you could think of that would go for someone who is tough to buy for. Great channel, great fun. His other videos are hilarious as well. Don't miss out. Get sure, Be sure to go subscribe and uh, youtube.com Peter Von Panda. That's V-O-N, not V-A-N. Uh, Peter Von Panda, he is our, he's hilarious in the live chat on the on the post game. He's hilarious in his videos. And as a Patreon, he's in the Slack chat as well. The stuff he puts out there, especially on game day, is just, this guy's funny, dude, dude man. He, dude gets he can make it, man. Money. He gets it. He could make money on stage, I think. He's a funny funny dude all right let's do a quick look ahead to the vikings we got a couple uh we'll talk an injury report in there with that uh jamal agnew has been activated from injured injured reserve yeah uh, he could play against the vikings and uh we also got he will uh, we, we expect him to play yeah we got the other side of the coin Deshaun 
Carry On, both heading off to IR. And uh, both oh, great trombone. <laughs> Great pickups, great drafts. I love the picks. They played well. They were they've obviously got a lot of potential and good key pieces of the team, but um the injuries are just I think Deshaun would be playing if we were making the playoffs. I think that's true. And I, I also think that carry on probably could have come back had this team been nine and five instead of five and nine. Yeah. I don't know that, but I, I I'd like to think that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, <laughs> you like to think that the players are competitive like that. Um he didn't need surgery. So that, that tells you that it's, it's more of they're probably just shutting him down for his own good. Yep. Sounds um, ready. For and hopefully he doesn't need the surgery because uh, if he doesn't, he'll be good to go in, in mini camp, which would be great. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, what else do we have? We have, we talked about how the uh, Lions did a pretty good job handling the offensive push and, and the fight that we saw from the, the Bills front seven. Um, very similar uh, kind of front seven makeup, that power, that rush, that just bull over you kind of thing in, in Minnesota. We're at home. What do you think, Riz? Are we going to be able to contain it, or is Minnesota going to be too much? They are fighting for a playoff berth, and that scares me because they, they still have a lot of motivation. You know, we we didn't play terrible against them last time, so I'm, I'm somewhat optimistic that the, the good things can happen. It's the final game of the year at Ford Field. I think that'll... I, I do think that it a good significant portion of the fan base still is not wanting to kill everybody in Allen park. And I think that will show up. And I, I think if we get an early score and get the fans, you know, rallying around it and get the, the noise rocking, I, I think the Lions have a chance, but uh, it, that's not what the Lions do. No, no, it, it hasn't been. And it's funny because Case and I were talking about it um, when they had to, beat Arizona, beat Buffalo, beat the Vikings, and beat the Packers. The whole win out, and they're, and they're in kind of thing. It's like, you just watch. They're going to beat everybody and then lose to the Packers. If they do the one loss to the Bills, and that's what keeps them out of the playoffs, <laughs> that's the stuff that the hot tub toaster party is made for right there, my friend. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Deal me in for that one. <laughs> God, I want right. to finish ahead of the Packers. Yeah, yeah. I can't be the only one who want. I really don't want to be in last place. I don't no. like that mark on the on the 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 permanent record. Finish above the Packers. I, and it's it's obviously it's very very possible. Again, and if you think about it, I mean. <laughs> We talked about it a, a couple times. If, if in August we were saying we're guaranteeing that we're going to finish above the Packers this year. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> but, there, you know, also there was let's this. This reminds me someone someone nailed this. There was a, we talked about we had with the whole Riz is right. Riz is wrong. thing. remember we were doing those segments. Or oh, yeah. It was all about the Packers. We, that's how that started. And you originally had predicted the Packers were going to be crap. And then you made a little bit of a shift. You said, you know what? I think they're going to be better than I thought. And then they're crap again, right? They're, they're- always, always go with your first instinct on these things. And I, I, I'll relate this to the draft a little bit. My mock draft that I do when I leave Indianapolis, the combine is always more accurate than the one that I do right before the draft. So this year I'm going to keep it the same and publish it twice, and hopefully my editor doesn't notice. <laughs> oh man, it's that, awesome. that. And I'm the same way with my my season predictions, and and I will share this. I texted someone. This this I was at minicamp in in Detroit for two weeks this year. I texted someone in the weekend between the first weekend and the second weekend that I thought that this Lions team was a four and twelve team, and he talked me out of it. 
He walked me out of it and I agree with him. And I, I'm like, Hey, you know what? You make valid points. I think you're right. And I wish I would have stuck with it. And I wish I would have made that public, but uh, he knows who it is. And uh, wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I was, unfortunately I was right there, but I, Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear. Oh, well, yeah. that's that's that. And all you can all you can say. So it's all good. And there you go. All right. So it's time. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Riz. It's going to be a quick one, but we're about to head around the division. what you got when the I love that one. I gotta use it more. <laughs> we we gotta get this video out, Riz. We gotta. It's um, brilliant. <laughs> we both involuntarily did the exact same dance move. That was, that was wicked. Man. It very well could have ended in a dab if we didn't get control of ourselves. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's start out bottom bottom of the division with the Green Bay Packers. We're just talking about them. Um, they're not making the playoffs, so that's good. No, they're eliminated. No, they're not. They're eliminated the same time. We, you know, again, if at the beginning of the year we said the 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 playoff destiny of the Packers would be established on the same day it was for the Lions, we'd be like, whoa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, went the other way, didn't it? Here we are. Yes, <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> they're out, but um, they're having a little bit of a, a little bit of a thing there, aren't they? They Packers fans are turning on on their team, but more specifically on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and, and it was a big thing was this past weekend when they lost and he wasn't good and he still thought he was good and he missed. And there was one pass and I forget who he threw it to, but he overthrew him. And it was clear that it was Rodgers fault on the overthrow. And yet he pointed at the wide receivers like, dude, go. Um And there's been a lot of Packers fans, Packers faithful who are like, Rogers is getting kind of like a little too good. Like, like he doesn't take, he, he is one of those people who doesn't acknowledge that he makes his own mistakes. And when you're, when you're the greatest quarterback ever, um, and he's in the argument for that, for, for a lot of his career, when you're not that, that rubs people the wrong way. And that's where he's, He's at that point with a lot of Packers fans now, and Packers fans are at a genuine crossroads here. He's 35 years old. They have a new GM. They're going to get a new head coach. Is it time for them to to strip? Will they be good enough in time again for Rodgers to carry them to a win? He realistically has three, two, three more great seasons, um, if you consider what he's doing now great. And I don't, even though Pro Bowl voters do. They are at a real impasse on do we progress and do we rebuild around Rodgers or is this a time where we make the the hard change get something out of him while we still can and um, similar to the the Stafford conversation in Detroit where where fans are you know he's not worth what we're paying him anymore there's a lot of Packers fans who are getting that way with Aaron Rodgers and it's really it's really freaking weird to watch but it's also kind of fun too yeah yeah I'm, we my, had we had we had a Packers fan who came out um, at, at Gun Lake Casino here in, in West Michigan for the Sunday morning show, and he talked to, to Jim Costa, my co-host, and I about that during one of the breaks. And he's like, "Packers fans are really starting to sour on this whole thing." Um, and and this is a guy I've I've known him for a little. He's, he's a very rational, level-headed guy. He's like, "I'm ready to move on." You know, if Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback, that's fine. But 
I don't think our team's going to be good for a while. And I think a lot of Packers fans are seeing that oh, this might not, this is not the bottom for them. Oh, <laughs> we're not. Yes, keep talking, Riz. Keep talking. I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. It, things are not good across the lake from where I live. I have been and, I'm, waiting, and I'm happy about that. I have been waiting for this for so long. Those arrogant meathead monkey face motherfuckers. I cannot yeah. wait to see them get destroyed. I mean, we're talking 80s Packers here, right? We're talking bad Packers. The Lynn Dickey era where 8-8 eight and eight is your best year. Oh, my <laughs> God. That would be great. That would be absolutely fabulous. I'm... Um, I've been waiting for the client. My 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 only hope, my best hope right now is they they hire a coach that isn't going to mess with Rodgers, right? And then because right he's he's in charge, right? He's got to the thing. So they get right. a they get a, a limp coach and Rodgers decides he's going to they're going to trade him or he's going to leave or whatever. They decide to move on. They have a bad coach, no quarterback and and, and it's just years of misery. It's a, it's a spiraling like we like only Lions fans know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's just a swirl sure. down the bowl, right? Um I would absolutely just relish in that and I don't want to say I wouldn't need the Lions to win, but that would sure make a season like this one a hell of a lot easier to take if they were Absolutely. Take. And and can, can we go on a parallel for a little bit when when the on the same day that the lions got rid of golden tate they traded safety haha clinton Dix. yeah um and so he's one former safety and he's he's played well um he's got some issues now in washington because the guy who started next to monte nicholson is now in prison um and for michigan state fans that probably doesn't sound too good but <laughs> or the other yes yeah exactly uh, so their other safety from last year is demarius randall he played cornerback there He's a Pro Bowl snub for the Cleveland Browns. He's been great. And uh, it, it's getting old for the Packers fans to see a lot of their former players looking a lot better in other uniforms. Uh, Jordy Nelson, not great in Oakland, but he's better than anything they've got. They, they have a lot of similar parallel problems to what the Lions do. And I don't think Lions fans appreciate it enough. Uh, revel in the misery that is the Packers because they're not better than the Lions. They're not. And Shannon um, Freuda makes a lot of things all better. Damn straight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Minnesota. This is an interesting one. We talked a little bit about the, the look ahead to that game. This week, a win by the Lions knocks them out of playoff contention, which is just do it. What Make a it place happen. to be. And then Make it happen. And then a loss is, and this was posted in the Reddit, so I'm stealing it, but I don't have the, the user's name. I apologize up front. Um, a loss gives us a better draft pick. How about that, Riz? It's, it's a win-win scenario even when you lose. Sign me up, man. <laughs> All right, so there's the Vikings. And then, of course, the Bears. Top of the division. Um, nothing to be said. Are they as good as their, their record? Uh, I am fascinated to find out. I, they are going to be the number three seed, which means that they're going to play the number six seed, which could very well be the Vikings. And and I will say this right now, I will root for the Chicago Bears in that if, whether they're playing the Vikings or... Uh, who are the other NFC teams that could even get in? I mean, the, the wild cards are so bad this year. Yeah, My God. Panthers. Oh, they, well, they just shut down Cam Newton, so I don't think they're going to oh, make yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Eagles could still make it under Nick Foles because Carson Wentz is going to get in the NFC. If you're not the Rams, the Saints, and, and by the way, the Rams have played like shit for several weeks now. 
As noted by Dan Orlovsky, um, the, the Rams, the Rams peaked early. They are, I would not bet on them in a playoff game whatsoever. The Lions defense exposed something with the Rams that other teams have been emulating. And yes. um, ever since that game, they have not been the same team. So credit to the Lions defense on that as well. Um, no, it's, it's interesting. And, and this is where they talk about a league with parity. Parity, there's nothing even close to parity in this league. <laughs> no. There are haves, there are have-nots, and there's a huge gap in between them. It's just the way What's it is. funny, though, is that this year there are so many teams that are in that in-between area. Like, the only – Arizona's really bad. Oh, yeah. And, and I think San Francisco, with all the injuries, um, even though they beat the Lions, they're really bad. That was before the injuries, though. Yes, it to was. Fair, to be fair. Although, hey, Nick Mullins has not played bad. No, no. Just saying. No. Um, he, he's he's better than some other quarterbacks we've seen. They have a quarterback controversy in San Francisco. <laughs> that, that would be fun. They pay, they pay Garoppolo more than we pay Stafford, too. Nick Mullins that your pipe Garoppolo. That's your, that's your controversy. <laughs> but look at all the teams. I, I, I forget how many. I think there are 15 teams that have five, six, or seven wins. No, no, just just five or six wins. It, it it's an unbelievable middle class, and all of them are just not. I mean, the Lions are are headlong in this group. They're just not good football teams. There's, you know, they can they can beat anybody on any given Sunday. Uh, they can lose to anybody on any given Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's where the league is this year. So when you when you see a team like the Saints or the Chiefs or the Chargers. I appreciate them because they have risen above the mediocrity. Yeah. And there's a lot to still work out with the Lions as, you know, the football's over. This is one thing that I've I've grown to love a lot more. I love the games. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love football. But the offseason and the little chess match and the little moves that they make along the way, I find that just riveting. Just absolutely riveting. And there's there's offensive coordinator stuff. There's probably other coaching staff stuff that has to happen. There's going to be uh, changes to the field. There's going to be changes to um, the the facilities. And uh, there's going to be a lot of work leading into this draft. This is going to be an interesting offseason for the Lions. This is going to be um, this offseason and into next season are really, really going to determine what this team is and what they what they look like for the next next couple of years, I think. Definitely. You know, last year we did have the coaching change um, and that was not entirely unexpected. This year you're going to see, God, we hope an offensive coordinator change. We could see a defensive coordinator change. There will be a special teams coordinator change. There could be a turnover of some significant players that, that, that started with, you know, Golden Tate going away mm-hmm. and Amir Abdullah going away. A lot of the players who you thought of as the core from like 2014, the, the let's say the Caldwell era. Mm-hmm. They could all be gone. Not all of them, but a significant portion of them could could be elsewhere. And the, the team really changes over. It's going to be uh, going to be a very interesting offseason for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And on that bombshell, that look ahead, we're going to call this this week's show. Thank you, Riz, for filling in for cases. It's, you're, you're always so great to react so quick for us, man. My pleasure. And get better soon, Case. We miss you. With every bullet so far. All right. Remember, we're looking for your involvement. Use the comments and subreddit to give us your feedback. Make sure it's a community show. You got to be part of the community. Uh, we will 100% do a post-game show. If I have to do it alone this week, we're doing a post-game show after the game this week. So join us for that. It'll be live on YouTube. You can head to DetroitLionsPodcast.com to find the link there as well. Uh, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you'll be able to get it right there and get a notification. 
Don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Click on the link uh, on DetroitLionsPodcast.com and join the crew. Get yourself some Slack access. The Slack chat, the smartest chat, Lions chat on the internet. You get access to a whole bunch of other stuff. It's a great place to go. Pre-show show, all that stuff is there. Again, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Help us help you. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and follow us on the Twitter cheese at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see the Riz with no pants. Woo, that's right. We love it with no pants. Give us a call on Skype, Detroit Lions podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-33-LIONS, and... Leave a message. We'll get you on the show. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can come in your little box automatically. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, it's no pants, no toasters, and no problems. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. Good morning. I'm here. I need to give gift for all staff. They are so great. You have gifted everybody. You can give love to I know, but it's, um, it's something we can do. We're going to target later. I know, we've already been once. I know, we're going to go again. we got to get, uh, uh, what's it called? What's I don't know.